0: Greetings, and welcome to the Tao and the Force podcast. Today we are talking about uh, Jedi Wisdom, part 10, uh, where we take bits of lines and uh, words of wisdom from various... Star Wars sources, books, uh, TV, film, etc. We just go one by one and discuss. The first line, violence rolls as a never-ending tide. That, the idea that Uh, Violence is often a uh, reverberating thing in action. For example, you have uh, Israel and uh, Palestine. one act of violence committed against the other often there will be a response to that violence by the other and then there will be a response to the response and a response to the response etc etc et and it becomes a cycle of violence and it becomes hard Uh, the deeper you get into this cycle to break it. Also, uh, violence uh, in oneself, so starting with anger. When there are many people who cannot control their anger and frustrations, and often act out in violence, and then they—it becomes a, re- a reflex, a set uh, response. You train yourselves uh, for things by repetitive action. So, if you Train yourselves to react out of instinct, uh, to catch yourself and try to calm yourself. Eventually, if you do it enough times, it will become an instinct. It's something that just happens naturally, but there are some who their instinct is to act out with anger, aggression in violence and that becomes that never-ending tide and once again becomes the, the more you let it go unchecked the more difficult it becomes to overcome. next line dissolve your hostilities channel your frustrations into appropriate emotions violence as always is a last resort this is uh, picking up on the last Line that instead of allowing yourself to get into that tide of violence, that when you feel your frustrations, your hostilities, by focusing them in developing Uh, responses that uh, allow you to dissolve and handle these emotions in a more uh, healthy way and to always make violence the last resort as in all things, there is balance. Like In sometimes, perhaps violence is a necessary evil. But as stated here, it must be a last resort. You say, when will violence be an appropriate response? You are being attacked by human, animal, what be it, and you need defend yourself. This would be a last resort of violence. You aren't channeling anger and frustration to in an unhealthy way. Here you are merely trying to survive, but this, of course, is after all other avenues have been exhausted. Uh, Next line, trust in the force, trust in yourself. Trust that you have been given all that you need to succeed by the Tao, the Force, whichever you want to call it. That there are reasons for things to exist in trust. That you exist for a reason in that you have the ability to handle situations. When you feel overwhelmed in frustration, trust that you can deal with it. As soon as you lose hope in that you can The, uh, so goes the chance to, to try and solve this problem. You will only double your problems. Next line. You cannot change ideology to fit your whims. Now, this is a hard one for... of faith, uh, trust in the ideology, trust um, in the traditions of the faith. In, In doing so, one can become overly dogmatic and rigid, which is never good. But one, the opposite side to this is you must also not uh, be so changing and that you are simply fitting things to meet your ego and your your plans, so, in other words, you commit actions such as, say, thieving or um, such as preachers who take money uh, in collected for the church but have Alter, uh, ulterior motives, they but then justify their false actions with ideology and um, saying they are merely being, you know, uh, adaptive. If you understand my meaning. So, you want to be natural and flowing, and not rigid, but you also need to be true. When you're listening to your instincts and trusting the Tao or the Force or what have you, but if your divergence from in the rigidity, is being led by your ego and by greed and by things of this nature. That is not the natural and flowing, that is not diverging from rigidity. in a true manner, that is selfishness, that that is what uh, this is speaking to when you are diverging from ideology to fit a whim, to fit a selfish desire. For always the goal is to surrender and to give up control and in fitting something to a whim that is the opposite of non-control and surrender that is trying to control something which is what this is uh, speaking to next line everything is a lesson which is true you must always be open to what life is trying to teach you. And when we learn from that, we, move, we might move to the next lesson. But always remembering we, that lessons are repeated. But if you learn from that lesson, when it comes back to you, you have, will be, have given yourself the tools to deal with it better this time and the next time and the next time after, that we must always be trying to pay attention to what life is trying to teach us. And of course, all of us are on a different journey, so these lessons will not be the same. We learn, we grow, we live, we die. And everything in between is experience and these experiences teach us things. Next line, fear and uncertainty are entryways for evil into the mind. The most dangerous things are not always things that can be seen or touched or ideas entering our minds, mindsets, these types of things are perhaps the most dangerous and they start with things like fear and uncertainty they make fear and uncertainty make us do irrational things that we in a calm in certain state wouldn't do it creates an imbalance in us think of some of the things uh, that happened to you when you fear uncertainty and fear certainly you know that you you act and behave differently when these uh, come to you so let's say as a short example you enter a room full of friends you have no reason to fear You know these people and what they bring so you have a certain certainty about them. There's nothing you feel like will test you or anything. You feel comfortable and in this setting you behave quite naturally and you are open to things you express yourself freely and because you're comfortable you laugh, you have a good time in this type of environment because there's a degree of certainty and comfortability now you enter a room where you know nobody you do not most people do not act the same. They are not comfortable in this. You start to feel that these people are judging you. You, or, you are uncertain of uh, their motives or uh, the various uh, things pop into your mind that cause you, rather than to laugh and speak freely. You question everything you are about to say to them and you are more guarded. And in this state, you often, even at least in my experience, uh, sometimes I say and do foolish things. And afterwards you say to yourself, well why? Why did I say that? Why did I do that? Because you were nervous and you said and did perhaps foolish things. This is perhaps what you are speaking to. Uh, Next line. We have to be better than our adversaries. Often times people feel they have been given license to do something because of the actions of another. Someone punches you in the face so you feel you need to punch them in the face. And then a fight breaks out and at the end of it everyone has sore faces, but what was gained and what was lost, usually nothing, nothing was accomplished, nothing was gained, and later when one has time to think of such things, one says, well, uh, maybe I shouldn't have done that, maybe I should have done something else. now usually one asks this of themselves when such actions have led to something else so someone punches you in the face you punch them back Uh, and then two months later you are summoned to court for when you punched the person you did Damage to them, and now they are suing you. And the court finds you uh, need to pay for those damages. And it is then that you say to yourself, "Um, you know what? I should have just walked away in my life right now." I wouldn't have had to deal with all these legal things and financial troubles now that I am in. If you had been better than your adversary, they punch you in the face, and you stand up and say, I'm better than this, and you walk away. They are left to think you were a coward or whatever you wish, but two months later, you will not be saying, I owe financial, Uh, I'm not in court, I'm not paying financial things to this person, and your life moved on. Sometimes, if not all the time, sometimes you must sacrifice what society may say about you and be the better person. Because in the moment it may seem like the right thing to do, but there are consequences to actions and one must think it through that is responding to this adversary worth all of the consequences it may bring to me. This goes back to violence being a never-ending tide. Is it worth the Palestinians and Israelis to continue killing each other hundreds of years later some may say yes it is worth it but most people looking upon it would say no it just is more people die uh, just let it go and find peace and end it Do we need thousands of more to die? So this is what we are speaking of here, that to think, to not get caught up in the moment, to think through, if someone is calling us names, to think through the actions. Perhaps saying something will not lead to any great consequence. So as an example, you are at work and someone tells you to curse word off. But your boss does not hear them say this and you are angered and you say, something else inappropriate back may it be something to their race something to their sex or merely a curse word back but your boss hears you say it and not them but you are the one who gets fired was it worth the response? in the moment you may say yes five years from now perhaps you struggle to get a good job after this, and you are in a financial uh, worse situation than you were before, and in, five years later you may say to yourself, I shouldn't have said something, I should have just walked away and let it go. These are the things uh, we are speaking of, is it worth the consequence and actions? As uh, Jesus says, if uh, or the gist of it, if someone hits you on the right side, turn and give them the left side of the cheek, you know. Be willing to take abuse Gandhi preached this as well in his fight for independence in India in non-violence. Be willing to take a blow and not give one back. Being above your enemy, that is how you will eventually defeat them. Perhaps it takes longer to do so, but eventually they, with your adversary most likely will defeat themselves. So, next time, perhaps your adversary calls you a curse word or something negative, you ignore them, nothing happens, and this happens for three weeks, and you never respond. But then, at the end of that period, They are the ones, heard, saying something and they are the ones who are fired but you still have your job because you were the better person and said nothing or however it may go. That's just an example. Next line. A lesson that learned is a lesson earned. This goes back to the phrase, everything is a lesson. Usually, we have, in order to learn something, we need to go through something. So, perhaps we were not the better person, and we were the one who lost our job. Hopefully we learn from that, and we get another job, and we learn that this time we do not react to things, and we, oh, however it may be, or, more simply, you walk down the street, and you trip over something, eh? Hey, uh, ah tree stub or something, something small, or rock, or what have you. Well, the next time you walk down the same part of a street, if you have learned your lesson, you will keep an eye out for this object and not trip over it. Next line. Believe in yourself or no one else will. You cannot wait for others to believe in you. If you are the only one on earth to believe in yourself, that is the only one you need. But also if you will not believe in yourself it will make it difficult for others to believe in you as well. It is a source of strength. In this life when we are being tested by these lessons, it is easy to get down, but having hope and belief in yourself that you can make it through to the other side is all that we have and can be the source of great strength Um, you see things in life that are crushing you like dictatorships like Nazis in their prisoner camps life can be quite cruel you don't need to be put in one of these camps to face cruelty and to suffer and to be feel like life is crushing you but as soon as we lose hope in ourselves that we can make it through it or that there is a lesson to be learned or a light at the end of the tunnel it will become a self-fulfilling prophecy and you won't make it it has to start with belief and then others will Join your cause and believe and help you through it. Next line. Choose what is right, not what is easy. This goes back to Yoda in his lesson on the dark side, that it is quicker and easier and more seductive. Choosing what is right is almost never What is easy? Going back to being better than your adversary. If someone smacks you across the face, it is not easy to turn the other cheek and let them slap you on the other side. That is not easy. But it is perhaps right. The government or other crushing forces try to crack down on protesters or people who speak out against a government and face violence in return from that government and even death. It is not easy, but perhaps it is right speaking truth has never been easy because it usually is uh, met with uh, crushing forces to try and uh, stomp it down and make it go away how many speakers of truth have been assassinated in the history of the world, a great many, often the greatest among us as human beings, whether they be uh, a Jesus figure or a uh, Martin Luther King or a Mahatma Gandhi type, someone who is trying to help others. These types of people are met often with the greatest amount of violence and backlash. Next line easy isn't always simple. Obviously this goes with the the previous line. That experiencing life is often about embracing the difficult. Being a simple farmer it may not be the most glamorous profession it is not simple it is a difficult life but an important one it doesn't have the glory and glamour of an actress or actor or a sports star or a millionaire but without people growing crops in food and uh, meat and dairy and whatever it may be. The greatest sports star, businessman, millionaire, celebrity, they would die without these things. They, even the greatest leader, Hitler, would, would not have survived without food, nor Caesar, nor any leader of power. We are human, or animal, or sentient, or what have you. All needs food, and so it is a noble thing to be a farmer but it is not simple just like being a Jedi they live simply or a priest a monk a buddhist monk does not live For riches and all these things they live quite a simple life but it is not simple in terms of how to live it is quite difficult you give up comfort it is quite easy to want a comfortable bed it is not simple to give up that luxury but it is one the jedi and the monks And religious people uh, often give up, they give up fancy foods and fancy clothes and all that comfort in life, they embrace suffering. In almost, in embracing suffering, they conquer it in a way. Next line for everything you gain you lose something else uh, call it causality or whatever that is a part of Taoism as well uh, imbalance of things gain and loss on uh, natural parts of things, uh, it's simple mathematics as well. But it, it is also uh, true in a spiritual sense as well. One gains family but eventually uh, will lose family. One gains abundance but you can you will lose that abundance. Uh, in all things there is gain and loss spiritual or Uh, Practical things. Emotions. It goes back to experience and learning. Gains are usually on the back of losses. And losses come usually uh, tied together with gains. And so on and so forth. it is how we make progress from things but it is also embracing that all things are related it goes back to the fundamentals of the force and the Tao that everything is a part of everything that everything is tied to the source of all things in the last line attachment is not compassion. Holding on to things is not always the compassionate thing. Holding on to uh, family or friends all things pass, it is not compassion to try and keep them, they have their journey it is not compassion for Shmi Skywalker to hold on to Anakin he has a path it is easy for her to try and hold on to him but she knows that that will not bring him to his purpose in life he will not learn and gain and grow if we smother we must embrace the change and the loss of control around us as a parent as a friend Whether it be ideas or people or governments, or, we must embrace change. It is not compassion to hold on to things, to keep things stagnant, for things to not be allowed to grow and learn. That is not compassion. <clears throat> Once again, the things that are true in the right thing to do are not always easy and simple. If a child cannot fend for themsa- themselves, was it compassionate of the parent? That after the parent is gone, that the child cannot fend for itself because it has not been given the lessons, the ability to fend for itself. Now that the parent is gone, was that compassion? Or was it more compassionate to teach and allow the, the child to learn the lessons so that they can go out into the world? and make a place for themselves in it. So when the parent is gone, they are able to survive. These are the things that uh, we are speaking. (coughs) Like all things, there is a need for balance and to think of the consequences and the outcome. And hopefully, the more we experience something, the better we are at making those choices and helping others to decide their choices. Well, that is all that I have for today, and I wish you well, hope to see you again, and I wish you good day.